Welcome back to the Mullen MB with your host, Kevin James. Glad that you stopped in today. Today, we have a good friend, Paul Turner. He's a pastor in Alabama. I've known him for almost 30 years. We're going to talk about going beyond the resurrection. So, settle down, sit back, and the interview will start in about 60 seconds. This is the Millennium Beat with your host, Kevin James. I am on the phone with a good old, and I underline old, friend, Pastor Paul Turner. Paul, how the heck are you? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't like you underlining that word, old. That's, uh, hey, when you, I mean, I was thinking about this, because I, I don't remember the exact day. You, you didn't leave an impression that I remember the day one that I met you. But I moved to Florida in the Vero Beach in 1994. And I know that winter or late winter, Christmas of 94, we get, we did a tree sale for, for going to um, skiing. Right. I remember that. So somewhere in between um, June and September, we met, I can't remember. I can't remember what we, how we met. We did probably rock the universe or something like that. Yeah, it could be something like that. It just may have been when we were in church. I mean, when you probably when you came to service. Yeah, but I got involved with your youth group, you know. But I think it, I think if I remember right, as I said, how many years ago? I can't even add. But we're talking almost going to be well in two thousand and twenty four. It will be thirty years, right? Yeah. It would be. Holy cow! That's been a long time. And you were just, a, as I said in the pre-show, you're just a young whippersnapper back then. I think you were mid twenties or something like that, or late twenties. Yeah, I was, you know, I was probably twenty-two. Well, I was probably when I met you. I was probably twenty-three, twenty-four, probably. Right, because I was I just turned thirty in in um, ninety-three. So, and yeah. I, I know it's like amazing. I've been in Florida for I have will be coming soon that I will have lived in Florida longer than I lived in Massachusetts. That's how long it's been. But but we've gone through a lot. I mean, I remember working with you in the youth group and doing stuff. And I remember, I think it was my birthday next. Um, you had a cake for me and actually videotaped it because it was part of a promotional video that you did. Um, rock, rock. I don't can't remember. It was, but I remember the promotional video. I think I still have it. Um, we went to some, con we went to some concert. Over at one of the churches, yeah. it wasn't okay. six months, six pence, none the richer, or something like that. Yeah, I had them. I booked them. Yeah, right when they were really popular, I booked them for uh, for a concert. So that was fun. So I remember we doing that, and I remember the revival we had at the church, and you know stuff, the big big yeah. revival in Vero Beach, and then went to Brownsville. Uh, I don't know. Did you go with us with the Brownsville? I don't remember. I did not. You did not? I did not. No, I think Tom did. I think Tom. Yeah, yeah Tom did. And, and and what's her name? Um, I can't remember her name. I can see her picture. I'm thinking of Sharia, but that's not. That's somebody else. It's Sharia. 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 And Arlo. But I don't think Arlo went. But yeah, I remember that. That was an interesting time. We had a good time back then. And then we did the... Um, we did, we're going on memory lane here. Um, we did the play, We Go Together. We, yeah. We, we bed, borrow, and steal from everything that we could think of. That's how youth, youth ministry works. <laughs> that's right. That's right. First law. First law. The first law ministry is steal everything. That's, uh, that's the rules. You can do that, you know. Right. You know, and we did that. And, and, and then at the time. Uh, by the way, let's, 
put them in context that we stole everything. Meaning we stole ideas from various movies. Right. Yeah. We didn't. So that's like we didn't steal a play from somebody. No. Just make that clear. <laughs> we just stole ideas. Right. We we use them for the benefit of the of the kingdom. So. That's right. Well, you, my motto for that is, you know, Jesus. You know, some people say Jesus stole a mule. Right. And. uh not true. I mean, he just went to the disciples and told the disciples, the Lord has need of this. Right. And so that's what I do. I just, I just take stuff and say, the Lord has need of this. Uh-huh. And so, okay then. I don't think we can get away with it as much today with YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, well, maybe, well, it'd be great for the algorithm. Though. I mean, I, I have, you know, I'll go up to a guy with a Lamborghini and just say, hey, the Lord has need of this. And, uh, <laughs> And I will take it. That's funny you said Lamborghini. A friend of mine up in Massachusetts just posted a picture. You can get this Lamborghini for like $400,000, you know? Oh, is that all? That's all. It's just 400000 That's <laughs> You know, I mean, I, I, I would rather buy a nice, luxurious coach at $400,000 than a Lamborghini. But, hey, that's just me. So, yeah. but, but I remember doing the play. We go together. I, I don't have it in my office now, but. Oh, no, I don't. It's in my other office where he gave me a plaque. You know, I rule. So I always remember I remember that. So that was. But you went up to um, I could remember this because you went up to um, is it Panama City to uh, kind of basically fill out a church, you know, for, you know whether you're going to get hired or not. And and then we uh, yeah. t- we TP'd your house. That is correct. Yeah. I, I, I my house. You TP'd my house without me. Well, you did it before, yeah. Before, yeah. Before, yeah. Before I had even uh, told anybody, right? Uh, and that, and that moment actually caused it should have that should have been a sign to me that I should not have left. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> right? In perfect honesty, because I only spent forty weeks up there in Panama City. Wow, was only forty uh, weeks? Wow. That's why I call it my forty weeks in the wilderness. It was absolutely awful. Oh. I should have taken it. As as a sign uh, from God that I that I shouldn't have left, and and I left anyway. So, oh, but, yeah. I, but I, I had other competing uh, emotions. So. Right? Yeah, I, I remember that like it was yesterday. Gosh, yes. But and then we did do a play. As I said, the play was after that. I think because that was one of your last things you did. Because I remember you getting up there and speaking. You know how funny that that you know this was your your exit plan or exit movie or exit play that you were doing yes so that my swan song yeah <laughs> yeah so that it's, was interesting it's more of an albatross though what happened is <laughs> it turned out to be an albatross where my ship sank so you were in panama city for 40 days now that's where i went up and got you right and with a truck and pulled your car so 40 weeks 40 weeks i mean not 40 days yeah, 40, not 40 days 40 days would have been a record for me <laughs> 40 40 days and then nothing, but, uh, yeah, 40 weeks, 40 weeks. Yeah. And then you, you, yeah. you went back to, um, um, I, I think I dropped you off at life youth at the time. And I think you went to work down in Port St. Lucie for a while. So you did that. I did there for two years, two years. And then you went, then from yeah. there, you went to the back to the camp. If I remember right. Something like that. But I mean, you know, the, 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 you know, that is the life of, you know, sometimes the life of ministry is very nomadic. Right. Uh, in a lot of ways, just because you, you know, and as a young man, you're not quite sure of everything. I mean, you're not going to get everything right. You're not going to, you're not going to be able to nail it every time mm-hmm. as far as what the will of God is. And as you're trying to discern those things for your family and for yourself. Right. And, you know, you look back on it, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm blessed, um, you know, that the 30 years that, you know, right now I'm a part-time youth pastor, uh, and I wasn't looking for that. I was going to be like, I was going to be done. Right. And the Lord had plans. You know, I wasn't, you know, I find that all my, my things, I was talking to my wife the other day, and that, you know, all these things happen to me when I'm kind of in unusual places that the Lord seems to find me. And, you know, one time, you know, I got a phone call, and I was on a boat deep sea fishing uh, for an opportunity uh, to join a writing team. And out of that writing team, uh, I met a man, um, uh, met a pastor, um, and he's a pastor in uh, Kauai, Hawaii, uh, Pastor Rick Bunchy. And uh, and because of that relationship, 
I was able to go to I was able to go to uh, Kauai, uh, invited there a couple of times to go speak once at a youth conference and once to speak at his uh, uh, new school, his discipleship school, one year discipleship school called uh, the Anchor House. Okay, and so, so you know, being on a boat, and then the next time I got a phone call, I was on top of a roof, towering a roof, where I thought I was done with ministry then. Right. And, and, and somebody had, you know, and that's where I actually got, and I got a call from a pastor who was looking for a youth pastor. And I spent eight years at that church. Wow. Um, there. And then, you know, then I was just sitting at home, you know, uh, you know, probably feeling sorry for myself, <laughs> but, uh, uh, and the Lord found me just kind of sitting at, you know, sitting at my table, just kind of thinking or whatever. And, and a pastor called me and, uh, you know, said that my name was recommended that, um, you know, he needed a part-time youth pastor. Mm-hmm. I said, well, I said, uh, I said, well, let me come in and we'll talk about it eventually. And I've been there about a year and a half. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it's on you, you know, it's funny how the Lord finds you, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like he finds, you know, all people and he found Moses out in the back 40. Right. That's I tend to wind up. I don't know if it's true of everybody, but I tend to wind up in, out in the back 40, okay. uh, out in the wilderness somewhere, just watching, you know, watching sheep or whatever I'm doing and, uh, you know, you know, and all that and wondering about, you know, why, as Moses did, wondering about all his mistakes, mm-hmm. <laughs> how things he had done. Right. And so I find the, uh, I find that to be a running theme. I like that. I don't know if it's true of other, other people, but at least for me. Lord has a habit of uh, me, you know, sending me phone calls in unusual places and turning them into uh, blessings. Right. Well, that's, uh, that's awesome. You know, God has really done a lot in your life, which is which is good thing. So <laughs> you come a long way from a long way from. You were a little Brooklyn boy, weren't you? Brooklyn, New York. I was. Yeah, a, a little Brooklyn Catholic boy. That's, that's right. That's, That's right. Grew up Catholic. Oh, the whole did the whole deal all the way through confirmation. Were you ever an altar boy? I was not. Okay, I was. I wasn't for was, for a while. Yeah, I was. I remember that. But it's funny. I want to uh, before I forget in in your conversation when we were talking, we were going up your path of your life there. I think you were in Port St. Lucie, and we did something on the Fourth of July, and you and I. And this is amazing. I still remember this. Your devotion for the day was "Don't beat your donkey." That's right. I've talked about this many times, but for some reason, that devotion of that day has stuck in my mind forever. <laughs> I, well, it's unusual. Oh, so, yeah. I'm, I'm glad it's. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad it stuck. You know. Something you said stuck after all years of friendship. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, unbelievably something I said stuck. So that's yes, um, grateful. Uh, now, if you can have some of your God with your youth, I mean, God, uh, I can't. I, all of them, they're all married now. I mean, and a lot of them have. Oh, yeah. A lot of them have kids that were the age sure. of them when we when I was with you in the youth group. I mean, they're all like that's right. 15 to 18 years old. I mean, yeah. it's, like, it's a, yeah. I mean, I, and, and for context and for context, by the way, of that devotion, okay. uh, the fact that it was about Balaam right? and the fact that the donkey saw something that he couldn't see. And sometimes you can't, uh, you know, there's things that people see, the things that, that we're trying to tell you that we, you know, that, we, that there's certain things in your life that you can't, um, you know, get mad about or frustrated or, you know, those things to where Balaam, you know, beat his donkey over because the donkey stopped right. because it was an angel. And, uh, and so I think that's important to, to remember that, you know, that sometimes a no is frustrating. Right. A no or a rejection or a whatever is frustrating, but you don't know what that is preventing you from getting into. So it's had, uh, Balaam gone forward, well, he probably, you know, he could have died, you know, and he was going to struck her and been done, but, you know, the Lord had other plans. But, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, sometimes when that no comes across, you know, our first reaction is to, is to be frustrated and to beat that donkey. So I don't like no's. Mm-hmm. I don't like those things. And uh, you have to be able to, you have to be patient and say, okay, well, why is this a no? Why is this, why is this not happening the way I want it to happen? You know, why is this not uh, being accomplished the way I want it to be accomplished? And only the Lord knows. So we're only going to know that in heaven mm-hmm. as to why maybe 
And maybe we don't get any answers there either. Maybe, you know, he doesn't, doesn't tell us about that. But, you know, how interesting it would be to, to get a private, uh, private session with the Lord to kind of do a, a, a life audit and find out where all the, what, what were all the things that uh, I missed because I listened mm-hmm. to the donkey and, and avoided some things. I would be interested in that. Right. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes we go through things that, I mean, we maybe we're not supposed to go through, but we do go through them. God didn't say, oh, I need plan B now because he didn't listen to me. It's like, I don't know. I think because it all works out. I mean, there's something that we can learn from everything, whether, um, you know, whether it takes us longer than it's supposed to be. It's kind of like that movie where, like, hey, look, my big Ben and hey, my look, big Ben. You know, you constantly go around or the Israelites for 40 years roaming the desert. You know, that was a three day trip, you know. So sometimes, you know, God says, OK, you know, you're going to go that way. Uh, eventually, right. eventually you'll get it and then you can get off the, off the path and continue what right. I, cause you wonder sometimes like say, okay, God, why are you, you know, why did you wait 50 years to do what you you said you were going to do? And he says, well, I really wanted to do it 30 years ago, but you wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> well, yeah, there's, I was going to say that, that humanity, uh, and human beings are, are the issue. I mean, right. we're, so it's not a wilderness to God. It's a wilderness to us right. because we've, on decisions, God has the advantage of, of seeing things from fifty thousand feet in the air. Right. So it's not a wilderness to Him; it's just a wilderness to us because of uh, obviously terrible choices. Right. Which God redeemed. You know, it's really hard that if you're in pursuit of God, if you're really trying. I mean, if you're, and even if sometimes if you're only half trying, or even if you're only trying five percent of the time, it's really hard to get outside the will of God. Um for your life because the Lord can always um, shift and change things and put you in the very position you should have been in 30 years ago. Right. But because of bad choices, you can, you can find yourself in that place, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, once again. So, you know, uh, once again, it's really hard uh, if you're, if you're in pursuit of the Lord to uh, get outside as well, because you're, you're in constant relationship with him and, you know, you're trying to do your best. You know, right. to, to follow and to do. And the Lord is not working against us. He's working, trying to work with us. And we have to be patient. We have to mm-hmm. listen and we have to slow down and we have to do all those things to, you know, and sometimes you just miss it. Sometimes it's just, you just don't get it. Mm-hmm. And ta-da, you learn a lesson. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, thinking, I'm sitting here thinking, and this is today's Thursday. It's Holy Week, I think it's called in some places, and and then tomorrow is Good Friday, and then Saturday or Sunday is is Easter Sunday or Resurrection Day, depending on what you want to call it. So, what's your thoughts and what's going on in your head, your head right now in this season right now that's happening? Well, I was, there's a couple of things. I just got finished writing. The Lord put on my heart um, for Lent, and I have practiced Lent for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably ever since I've grown up Catholic, Lent is probably the one of the one of the few things I kept of the faith mm-hmm. uh, of, of growing up Catholic because I believe it's it's scriptural. I think it's you know when you go through a season of fasting, whether it's food or something else. And this year, I didn't have any. I didn't have any uh, in my mind. I mean, I've given up everything for forty years. I've given up you know whether it's food or coffee or. Uh, social media, mm-hmm. or I've gone through the gambit. And this year, I just didn't feel led to give anything up, although that's not necessarily true. Because I try to, in, in, on my uh, on my Facebook page, I try to keep things very uh, middle of the road. I'm not I'm not a, a political guy. I don't post things about that. That's just not my jam. Right. And so, so uh, I try to, you know, keep it keep it to where I can have. Uh, relationships, you know, with people on there and talk about the Lord. I post devotions. Mm-hmm. The Lord put on my heart to really do 40 days of sharing the gospel. Okay. So for 40 days, I, you know, shared, um, you know, shared the gospel uh, in, you know, with as many scriptures, um, you know, and with just keeping it real direct. I mean, I got a lot of people who follow, and the reason I believe the Lord put this on my heart is that I have so many people on Facebook who are former students, okay. who are people I know, who uh, are friends of mine, some are acquaintances, who don't follow the Lord, who either knew the Lord and and has walked away from the Lord, or don't know the Lord at all. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and somehow I have not been in a position to adequately 
share the gospel. And so my remedy for that was to do for 40 days. So if I gave up anything, I just gave up my pride and said, for 40 days, I don't care if people unfollow me. I don't care if people, you know, mute me, uh, you know, any of those things. I said, look, for 40 days, I'm just going to share the gospel. And that's, uh, and that's what I did. Okay. And so, and then I put it into a little, um, a, a little book and, you know, uh, in my store, if anybody's interested in that for 40 days, if they want something like that, um, I'm sure there'll be a link down in the description there. Um, but it's basically love letters. I call them love letters, okay. uh, love letters to the exiles, to the nomads and the lost. Oh. And, um, and that's really, that was who I was trying to reach, you know? Um, and, uh, and just say, Hey, listen, you know, the Lord loves you. And, uh, and here's, here's all the scriptures of salvation. I know I, sometimes we complicate things so much. Right. I mean, we, God doesn't complicate anything. We complicate the gospel message right. with politics, with, um, you know, bad theology, with personal preferences, with all these things. And I just said, look, I just want to just share it straight for these 40 days. What does it mean to be saved? What does it mean to be born again? What does it mean to know Jesus? What does it mean to follow Jesus? And so, you know, that's what I did. That's what I shared for those 40 days of, of Lenten season and, and really um, and really just kind of put it out there. Wow. And, you know, I got some, some comments. Uh, my hope was that somebody was going to get saved through it. But you know what? Those things exist forever. Right. Those things are out there into the world. So who, who knows who comes across it and, and sees it? And then maybe who sees the, the book and says, you know, uh, whether it's somebody who you know buys it for somebody else or or uses it and reposts it, I mean, that's pay what you want. So I mean, I tell people, say, look, just take it yourself and just repost the messages wherever you want to post them and on Instagram. Make a video of them. You know, if you want to use 40, 40 different you know messages and do it for forty days of just sharing the gospel, just a straight gospel message, then you know, and then every every letter, every love letter, just ended with your love. Hmm. Um, because that's, that's, excuse me, that's the gospel, you know, that God loves you, hmm. died for you, <laughs> and gave for you. Now, this was off your personal page? Yeah, it's on my personal page. For some yeah. reason, I, I missed that, because I would have, um, you know, part of my organization is the Amplifier Ministries, so I would have reposted that daily if I would have seen it for some reason, but I guess I didn't see it. Well, the good news, Kevin, is that those things exist, and you can actually go back to my Facebook page and back if they want and repost it all for yourself. But that's the point. Was the, was the, first of all, to do it for me, and second of all, was to provide, you know, in the second you know iteration of putting it into a little book form is where you can just copy and paste it and just put it on your own social media. If you have a hard time sharing the gospel, and you just want to put it out there, and you want to put it in your Instagram feed, or if you want to make a video, or if you want to make graphics, or you want to do it in an audio version as part of your podcast, or whatever you want to do, you can take those things. I mean, it's like I said, it's pay what you want. It's not, there's no copyright to it. Right. Yeah, I can see it now. It says Lent 30, day 37, so I'd have to go back for a while. But, but, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. Who knows? You might it, Kevin. You might read, might read one of those and decide to give your heart to the Lord. Yeah, right. You know, this it's never too late for, for me or it's anybody never else. Too late. Yeah. Well, it might be. You're 60, so you're getting, oh, getting there. You better hurt. Don't tell people that. It's like oh, telling me my last oh, name. You know, that's that's uh, that's uh classified uh, information. It's need to know. Uh, it's not. Uh, <laughs> you know. You threw me a little earlier, so uh, hey. I, I, I did, but off the air. <laughs> Well, oh, yeah, well, well uh, maybe a little bit on here when I told you I have a, my old underlying friend. So I, I guess exactly a little bit. Right. Yeah, you know. I mean, as I said, you know, we have one of those friendships. It's like I, I cannot see you for a year or two. I mean, I, I don't even remember the last time we did a podcast together. It's probably been a couple of years. Probably, I don't know if it was during COVID. We haven't done one in person. Now, I do plan on doing one, your story, you and your wife's story one time in Alabama. I'm going to take my bus out there and visit you. And uh, okay. and then we'll do a, a, a love story, you know, because I do, I do, 
love stories. I do testimony stories, you know, like in- encouraging stories. And then I do topic shows. Now I got to be careful right. with topic shows. I got banned from YouTube once or a nasty letter from YouTube. I have a lawyer friend of mine uh, named Joel. He's one of our brothers of, of you know, Jack Taylor's sons. And uh, I did an interview and we talked about uh, the title of the story was some or the show was something like uh, things you don't like to talk about. We're talking about them today. I mean, we're talking about sex trafficking, politics, COVID-19, political, uh, and then the end times. So, and then YouTube wrote me a letter saying, you have violated the rules of our community. And, you know, we you violated all the rules, every one of them. <laughs> yeah. How did you not with all those topics? You just, you just uh, set YouTube on fire. <laughs> Because this guy, okay, he's part of a, a group that goes after sex traffickers and stuff like that. So, he, so he does that. And well, he, you know, does about you, yeah. So. Not, not you have to like you have to. It's the word. It's the verbiage. It's the uh, right. You know those because of safety protocols and whatnot. So, so yeah, we had that, and then politics and COVID nineteen with doctors and. And uh, I, I don't know. Was, I had something else. I can't remember if it was that or something else. That they said, this is false inform- information. It was like a testimony. Of, oh, somebody's story. Like, this happened to this person. And they wrote us back saying, that you can't have this. This is false information. Uh, I says, well, this is true from the guy who it happened to. <laughs> but, uh, well, you know, social media. That's why uh, in our church that I work for, we use a company called Subsplash. I don't know if you ever heard of them or not, but uh, it's a, gr- a platform that you can literally do everything: podcasting, videos, store stuff, you know, websites, everything. Now it's expensive for a month, but it's worth it. It, um, it it's easy to create websites and and then the podcasting and and yeah. you know and and then what's neat about it, we don't even have to actually really technically. Uh, make a podcast just of the message because when you wa- watch the video there's a button hit, hit audio so you just get audio so you can actually make your own so but um subsplash is pretty cool so but yeah it, topics like that kind of could get you a little bit in trouble so i, I have to remember yeah. next time i do a topic show <laughs> just, now now the other thing you're talking about just holy week here you know thinking yeah. about um thinking about holy week you know uh i think we you know, we enjoy, and rightfully so, I mean, the freedom that we have through Christ. And we, we talk about the cross. We talk about, you know, him dying on the cross. And listen, it was terrible. It was brutal. Um, you know, but I'm really thinking about the other day, too, just talking about the, you know, the, the, the benefits of the cross in the sense of, you know, that we sometimes we just leave Jesus on the cross, and then he rises from the dead. And it's a great story. Mm-hmm. But, there's, but when you read Paul's letters, you know, it's so much more than that. Like when he's talking to Felix, he's talking to Felix, you know, he's standing before him and he says, uh, I think it's Acts 10, he talks about, you know, you know, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, you know, with the Holy Spirit and power. And, mm-hmm. you know, he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil or the, you know, or all those who were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. And, you know, I thought about Mark, you know, the book of Mark where, you know, Jesus, you know, does a number on several, you know, de- demoniacs, you know, and, uh, and people possessed and so forth, you know, and just thinking about the fact that, um, that, you know, we don't realize the freedom we have in Christ, you know, sharing this with young people too, about the, you know, the oppression they feel, the self-doubt, the self-condemnation, the depression, the anxiety, the, you know, all those things uh, uh, that it's important to equip not ourselves, I mean, obviously, but I also think it's important to equip young people right. to say, look, Jesus came. You know, he says in First John 3, 8, he says, look, well, Jesus came, but, but John just says the one, you know, the one who does what is sinful is from the devil. And because the devil has been sinning from the beginning, you know, the, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Right. Right? It was to, it was to just, you know, uh, uh, you know, obliterate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the work of the devil is to oppress, it's to steal, it's to kill, it's to destroy, it's to do all those things. And Jesus, when you start thinking about the, you know, for lack of a better term, of added benefit, is, you know, that we sometimes, like I said, we just stop, a lot of, so many Christians stop at salvation mm-hmm. and say, that was good enough. 
That was it. And I'm saved. That's great. That's fantastic. I think that would be good if you were the thief on the cross, but other than that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but I mean, we, I, I mean, sometimes we just kind of, we kind of, you know, it's such a low bar in the sense right. of, you know, oh, I'm saved. And that's all we do is we live that saved life. And that's fine. And we, you know, that's great. But, but did you know that you can take authority over things that are trying to get into your life? That's no good for you. Right? These thoughts. They call it uh, fire insurance, basically. You know, you, sure. you 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 sign the dotted line. I'm saved. Okay, I'm good. I'm not going to hell, and that's pretty much about it. And then also, unfortunately, we, we get the rapture people, and that you know, like, okay, they're praying for the rapture to happen like tomorrow, uh, so they can get out of here. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It's, right. There's no there's no commitment to the now. Right. It's all. It, there's no commitment to. Just saying, look, I'm going to live my life for Christ right now. Mm -hmm. Instead of like always, listen, I'm hopeful for heaven. I'm hopeful for, for the rapture. I'm hopeful to get out of this place. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of people that are not going to heaven. Mm -hmm. There's just, there's a whole lot of people still left from the grace of God. You know, as you know, the scripture says, you know, that that's why he's patient. Mm -hmm. He's patient with us so that, you know, that people can repent and give people time to repent and turn around. Right. And so, you know, and, you know, we see a lot of just, you know, demonic activity in our world today through various things. And I always think, and I know people get mad at me who are Marvel fans, <laughs> but a great example is if you ever, you know, when you watch uh, Age of Ultron, you know, uh, uh, you know, Wanda Maximoff, you know, the Scarlet Witch. Right. I mean, she, that's all she does in that. Well, uh, predominantly what she does is manipulate. She, she puts things in the minds of people. You know, she's got this little kind of flowy you know, crimson kind of, you know, uh, magic-y kind of stuff. And you see it kind of going into people's minds. And then suddenly they're either transported somewhere else or, uh, you know, they're they're in some other world mm -hmm. that's uh, obviously, you know, you're hurting them or putting them in a, a place uh, where they can be harmed. And but I just think that there's that spirit, you know, the age of the world, the, the you know, the God of this world. I mean, you know, the devil owns it. We gave it to him. Uh, you know, we submitted it to him. Uh, but the good news is, you know, that with Christ, you know, dying on the cross, uh, you know, that, you know, that the Bible says that he has disarmed these, um, these powers. He is disarmed. Right. right. And, you know, to disarm somebody, I mean, if you watch movies, you, you just strip them or to divest them of, of power or rights or possessions to renounce them and, and all those things. And I just think people, like I said, are, 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 they're living in salvation. They're, they're saved. They're born again, but boy, they're getting just beat up. Right. They're just getting, they're getting beat up by, by the world. And, you know, because of the cross, I would say you don't have to, mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to take it. You know, you can, you can be, and I'm not talking about just being some sort of wild zealot. Right. I'm talking about, talking about being confident in what the cross has done and what Jesus has done in, in disarming those powers that you don't have to be subject to that, mm -hmm. that you can overcome these things. And so that's, uh, that's kind of my focus on this week as well is that the cross has done more than just save us. I mean, the cross is, you know, Christ dying on the cross, you know, has provided healing and salvation and deliverance and, uh, and authority and, and all those things. And so, you know, Easter, like I said, Easter is a nice story that people like to wrap up with the resurrection, but then you got the book of Acts happening. Right. And then you have, uh, you have a whole nother story. And, and people, like I said, as somebody who was a Catholic and, you know, was a, a Christmas and Easter kind of Catholic for a while, you know, that, that's it. That's mm -hmm. we just want, we just want our stories nice and, and wrapped up, but we don't, we don't like the, the, you know, the other things that go along with that. We, we just say, oh, Jesus rose from the dead, thumbs up. Uh, thumbs up emoji, and then we carry on, and then we don't need any of the extra benefits. We don't. We don't acknowledge. <laughs> we don't acknowledge all that the cross has mm. has provided to us. 
Speaking, I think, of our early conversation, I asked you about the chosen. Is supposedly they're going to that point of stopping? Is the fact that you know Jesus dies and then he raises and then he goes and he sends, and that's where it's supposed to end after like seven or eight years or something like that. But I'm hoping, just like what you just said, I'm hoping they actually start doing stories of, from the book of Acts. Um, there's a lot that could be told. Um, and, oh yeah, you know, there, I mean, because there's characters that they can introduce, and also the loss of some of the characters. I mean, we we know that um, all I think. Let me see, eleven. So ten of the apostles were all martyred. You know, ten of them were. The only one that was That's not right. was John. I mean, the rest of them were all killed. And I mean, I, and you remember, I can't remember how every one of them died, but I do remember Peter asking not to be crucified up like his Lord. He wanted to be hung upside down. And James, I think James was was run through with the sword. Okay, James was. Is that little James yeah. or big James? You know, I don't remember. I don't. I'd have to. I have to look at it. I have to Google it. it. Yeah, he was. So he was run through with with a sword. Um, They tried to kill John, but he didn't. No, they couldn't. But they. That's right. But they put him into an island of Patmos, is it? Yeah. Well, they tried to. They tried to boil him in oil. They boiled him in oil, and since the oil and they they, that didn't work, they just said, "Well, let's put him on an island." where he can't share this Jesus anymore, and yet he received one of the greatest, and they couldn't stop. No, they just couldn't stop him. They couldn't stop what the Lord was going to do, which was to give him, which was all part of God's plan, was to put him on an island to wait for everybody. So I was put him on an island. That's how we'll stop him. And then he then he writes the revelation that God gives him and sends it and then finds a way to get it out to the rest of the world. You know, and you talk about, you know, putting these, you know, book of Acts, you're talking about history. Mm-hmm. You're not just talking about stories. Right. You're talking about historical historical facts. I mean, did you know that the, I mean, you could, you know, there's people in history that were there. Seneca, the philosopher Seneca was alive at the time of Paul. You, you have, you know, there's all kinds of people that are alive at that time that, that could come into the focus and picture to show contrast right. as to what has happened in the world. I mean, it's a fascinating, it's a fascinating look at those things. You know, everybody stops at Easter. Everybody stops right. at the last, you know, the last chapter of, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And they say, well, that's it. We win. Yay! And right. then, you know, then they're merry way. And yet there's a whole another thing going on with the journeys of Paul and what's going on in his Holy Spirit is trying to do in the world. Right. And so that's, I think there's just a whole missing, um, there's a whole missing part of that. And, we've, and culturally, culturally, we just say, you know, all right. We celebrate Christmas and Easter. We bookend the life of Jesus with his with his birth right. and his resurrection, and that's it. That's it. That's all there is to it. So that's why we pray that you know that the Angel Studios and the Chosen people decide to say, you know, this was so good dealing with the, you know the Chosen. Even if they come up with another name, you know, it's another series, but it picks up after Jesus's ascends. You know, because I think yeah. really, as you said, we really need that. We, you know, because we don't, we bookended it. You know, we want, there's continuation that the book of Acts, you know, if we want miracles, signs and wonders to happen again, we need to study and understand what happened back then, the first century church, you know, I That's mean, right. you know, and, and uh, we need to get back to the basics, back to the, the first love. And, and I think it would be an awesome, I, I know I definitely would watch it. I mean, cause I've learned a lot. From watching the, the three seasons, they only have three seasons so far of the chosen. I don't. I really don't know how much more they can go. I mean, they're already talking about you know, you know, the preparation for the the crucifixion. You know, so I mean, it's, well, sure. So, well, yeah, and as most, that's just a uh, you know a story. I mean, when you're telling a story like that, it's um, you know there's there's a it's written down. I mean, you're doing it. You're basically you're doing an adaptation right. of a story existed for you know, 2000 years. Right. And there's only one way that story ends. Right. It's not like you're going to come up with something new. You're not going to change the end of the story. You know, there's no, there's no cliffhanger. Right. Uh, Well, I think, I I mean, it's like, it's like watching the Titanic, you know, you know, the ship was going to go down. So, so they still wrote a a story about it, you know, and there was an underlining story that made you, involved in it but like the chosen you really think about it it's like when you get to watch a television show and you get really into it you get you like the characters you get involved with the characters they become part of your family which is weird but they're on a television and they become part of your family and and right. and 
we as Christians and have heard about the crucifixion and we've seen some things with Mel, Mel Gibson, you know, the passion of the Christ. And hey, he's going to do a sequel to that. I heard he's going to do that. Yeah, I heard you. So you have that perception in your mind and it's kind of like, but I think when this story comes into Jesus that we've been following for chosen for three, four, five, six years, you have invested in emotionally and stuff like that. So the crucifixion, will be a major impact in a lot of people's lives and understanding why he died and what he, right. you know, and, and, and the reality of it is you can actually, you picture it, but now you're seeing it on the screen. So you're seeing it with your eyes. I mean, I'm sure they're not going to do, you know, really massive gruesome like the passion was, you know, but I think they can still right. portray it. The fact that a character that you loved has now been crucified. And then the responding, how the the apostles responded. I mean, we all know they scattered it in a sense, and some of them went back to the, what they were doing because they thought their, their, their rabbi, their teacher, the Messiah, was dead. You know? Right. Well, I was going to say, um, I was gonna say the, the, what makes Acts interesting is that all the characters you loved in the Gospels that you're saying now, that you're invested in, then you find out that all of them were killed. Mm-hmm. And then you show them them paying the price for their their faith. These little kind of individual, like an episode is dedicated to mm-hmm. James, or the episode is dedicated to John, or an episode is dedicated to the other disciples. And right. you're telling this these rich stories, you know, where you're, now that you're you're watching these people live their lives, uh, and then and paying the ultimate price then for their faith mm-hmm. uh, is it's a, a powerful testimony as to you know what makes the cross. Uh, so true, and the resurrection so true. Because who is going to die for a lie? Right. Who are these men? Who are these men who would go to go to their death knowing that it was a lie? Right. Who would do that? Nobody. No. But for but for the mass public, that would be an interesting story. They know to some degree if they've ever been, you know, especially if they're in America, right. that. That they know the story of Easter to some degree, mm-hmm. or they know the Bible to some degree. But what the mass amount of Americans do not know is the Book of Acts. Right. They have no idea what happened to these men. Uh, it's just like I said; it's just it just stops with the resurrection. They know nothing of Pentecost. They know nothing of of what happens afterwards, and that's mm-hmm. that's the story that is yet to be right. that is taken hold in our culture. That there is more after the cross and after the resurrection. Yes, well, as I said, we can pray that that chosen hears God and and the fact that they decided to you know whether it's a continuation of the chosen, you see keeping that title and they'll continue with it, you know, because I think you're right. We definitely need something like that. So, um, but we'll see. You know, time will tell and stuff like that. So. But, um, right. so that's good. So everything is going good with you. You're, you said you're a part-time, um, youth pastor again. Um, you're still doing, uh, are you doing some speaking still or? Yeah. Like I said, I was, uh, I was in, uh, I was in Kauai, uh, at the anchor house earlier this year. And, um, and I wound up speaking to a group of young people. I talked, I had a whole series. It's going to be probably another book that I'm going to write is about silence and solitude. I, the whole week was about um, uh, about really focusing on that as, as young ministers. Not all of them were going to become ministers. Right. Um, but as, a, as practicing believers, mm-hmm. that, uh, that silence and sol- solitude, you know, and dealing with loneliness and, uh, you know, trying to, uh, you know, try to find that, you know, how to, you know, you know, do their quiet time, you know, in such a way that, you know, it's not a drag for them to do it, you know? And so, you know, just focusing on those things of, of those things there, I got to teach with them. And so that was exciting to share, um, you know, to share with them. And I think I called it, uh, what we do in the shadows is the, was the name of the week. Because, uh, you know, it's basically about private practices. It's about things you do privately that give you power publicly okay. to be able to do the things that you do. Uh, you know, whether it's doing good or living for the Lord or, you know, whatever it is you're doing. And so, yeah, I've got, you know, that chance I, I you know, you know, I don't, um, 
I don't speak as much per se. I mean, I've spoken like at a Valentine's banquet and, and things of that nature, but I'm always open and available. And I find that the opportunities, you know, uh, you know, I put a lot of content out into the world. I mean, I have a podcast, you know, it's the number one youth ministry podcast in the world. Oh, wow. Um, and so, you know, so I have almost, you know, 250, 240 episodes almost. Wow. Uh, I've been doing that for five years. I put, uh, I put, I have a YouTube channel where, you know, I am, uh, uh, you know, just went over 9,000 subscribers. Wow. I have almost a thousand videos, um, on YouTube. Uh, I have a blog where I have probably over now, probably over 1600 blog posts, um, you know, that are, that are out there. And so I put a lot of content into the world with the hopes that I would you know, be able to speak more and things like that. That's not the reality. Though. The reality is that I produce content because I want to, I want to, I want to help youth workers right. with young people. The reality is that God will decide when and where I speak. Just like God finds me on a boat <laughs> or on a roof or, or, you know, whatever it is I'm going to sit at my table, you know, for, for, for all this content that God has, you know, my, you know, secretly, you know, if we're, if we're being honest that, yes, I would hope that I would, you know, put my name out more to get more speaking gigs and things. I'd love to do that. But the issue is that God determines those things. I don't get to determine those things. And I'm kind of glad I don't get to, because, you know, if I'm deciding it, then I'm going places and doing things that maybe are, are not going to be good for me or a waste of my time or whatever it is. But the, but the things that God calls me to, are going to be of extreme value. They're going to be the things that God really wants me to be a part of. And, you know, from being a camp speaker for 20 years, you know, right. every every you know summer for one week or two weeks or three weeks or whatever I did, you know, I, this accrued experience, and I think a lot of people go through this, you know, that everybody believes that their accrued experience should result in more activity. And I'm just not so, uh, I'm not so sure that that works the same way for everybody. Right. It clearly doesn't work the same way for me. So I have to see the Lord in it, and that's where I, I have to don't beat my donkey. Mm. And if the no's are there, then the answer to the question is, why are the no's there? Why am I not getting more opportunities? Is it because, you know, whatever? You know, I, I can't determine all that. But what I can determine is this, is that, that the patience that I have to have and that understanding that the things that I put out in the world, you know, are are you know, that there's, uh, that the Lord has to determine what the benefit of that will be. Uh, there's things that I have, that I see it as like, I want it to benefit it this way. And the Lord says, no, I'm going to take it and benefit it this way. And so, you know, clearly all the things that I have, regardless of, you know, whether it's a podcast or YouTube or, or blog post or whatever it is, for all the content that I put into the world, you know, if I only have another handful of experiences where I go speak, you know, at a camp or a conference or something like that, then I'll know those are from the Lord. And they're not just, they're, they're not just from me putting out content in the world. And so I would much rather have the way the Lord does it than the way I do it. Because the way I do it will be, will be minimal. The impact will be minimal. But if I do it the way the Lord puts it out there for me, then the impact will be maximum. So you basically have a lot of stuff out there. So now, I um, mean, you don't have to give everyone because you can send me the show, um, not the show notes, the, uh, the, the links, and I'll put it in the show I'll notes. Yeah, so, yeah. So, but I mean, if they want to follow you on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Paul Turner. And, and then you call W Turner. Oh, you're right. That's right. Now I'm looking. I didn't see the W. I lost. I, well, thanks for telling me I'm right about my own Facebook page, Devin. Appreciate that. <laughs> well, I'm look. I'm looking right at it. The W got blended in with the L. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you got that one. You got what's your YouTube? What's your air handle for YouTube? Uh, it's at um, it's at the Disciple Project Outreach. Okay. All right. Now, do you have a website or, or it's? Yes, the disciple Okay, dot net. And as I said, that all that stuff will be in the show notes and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. So, all right. Yeah. Well, um, before we leave, I always have a tradition and I use the person that is speaking and some of their talents. And, and as a pastor, uh, I would like you to pray for people. I mean, there's, you know, 
in general or whatever you feel led to do, whether it has to do with this this season or anything else or youth ministry or youth or whatever you feel led at this moment, it's just the end in prayer. And then I'll just close once you're done. We say amen. So, so jump into it. All right. Well, let's pray. Father, I'm so grateful today to talk to my friend Kevin and be able to share stories and to catch up, Lord, but also be able to minister to the people who are going to listen to this. And I pray, God, um, that those that hear this will, first and foremost, be encouraged. Uh, they'll know and understand that they're loved, they're cared for, um, that, Lord, that you are uh, active in their lives. And I pray, Lord, that they are encouraged to uh, experience Easter this week uh, with eyes going forward that, yes, there's the cross and there's a resurrection and, and people are saved, but I also pray, Lord, their eyes would move towards the book of Acts, where they start to say, well, what does that mean then for me? What does the cross mean? What does the resurrection mean? If not to go and then go out like the disciples did, two by two, and to, to share the good news and to uh, offer good news to people about what it means to know the Lord. And so we pray, Lord, for, for everyone who listens, uh, the Father, that their hearts will be encouraged. We pray, Lord, uh, that their Easter week will be awesome. Uh, we pray, God, that, uh, that, Lord, you would just begin to, uh, to minister to folks as they're, you know, as they go through their week and as they go through Easter, Lord, I pray that the story continues in their lives. Uh, that, Lord, those that are, uh, you know, uh, have felt like me at times, where they, they feel like they're out on a boat or they're up on a roof, and wondering, you know, where's the Lord? Well, I pray, Lord, they know that, uh, that Lord, they're, they're just a phone, they, you're a phone call away from whatever's next in their life. And so uh, I pray, God, that they, builds hope in their hearts, uh, that wherever they find themselves, whatever station they find in life, that the Lord sees them. And the Lord, you are uh, working in their lives, and you're working for their benefit and to build the kingdom. So, Lord, we love you, and we thank you. We thank you for uh, saving us. We thank you for the resurrection, and we thank you for the book acts that shows us how to live moving forward. So, we love you, Lord, and uh, bless the uh, bless the day, Lord, and uh, those who are listening, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, everybody, you've been listening to the Millennium Beat with your host, Kevin James. I'm been on the phone with Pastor Paul Turner. Paul, thank you very much for uh, joining us today and filling us in on what's going on in your life. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right, everybody else, we'll catch you next week. And God bless. This has been a Millennium Beat LLC production. Views and opinions of the guest are not always the views and opinions of the Millennium Beat LLC. If you need to know more information, check us out on the web at www.themillenniumbeat.com or if you prefer, tmb2000.net.